I felt like I was sort of drinking from the fire hose for sure at the outset, <laughs> but there was no shortage of people to meet or things to learn or places to be, and I kind of just ran with it. Welcome to today's episode of Women at Work, a podcast for and about the women of remodeling and construction. I'm Caitlin Schuler, your host and the special projects editor for Professional Remodeler Magazine. Today we'll be hearing from Allison Iantosca, owner and president of FH Perry Builder in Massachusetts. Allison joined her family's business, F.H. Perry, in her late 20s after pursuing studies in the performance arts. From day one, she knew that she didn't want her legacy at the company to be that of someone who inherited a role based on her name. I really didn't want to hold the title of boss's daughter. I wanted mm-hmm. to hold the title of strong contributor. So I think back to my you know, 28-year-old self, and the, I think part of the reason that I was successful is because I was in a family business with my dad who wanted me to fully succeed. So he kept creating opportunity for me to succeed. Not all 28-year-olds get that, but because he gave me that opportunity, I kept being able to tumble and explore and use my voice and make mistakes and all that good stuff that you hear that people get to do when they're given a chance. I got a chance. I got given a chance. I just want to make sure that I give everybody else a chance and and start from a, an optimistic stance as opposed to a limiting stance. How do you determine what needs your time and attention the most on any given day? Do I do the things that are just hardest to do? Do I do the things that have the highest impact but aren't necessarily my responsibility to do? Over 20 years, I've experimented with and played with all of those. And I think I'm finally coming to a place where I know where I am most needed and where I'm best used. And a lot of that has to do with the development of the team that I have around me so that they're, at the same time as I was trying to figure out where my best place to be, they're developing in their own skill set. So it's been such a nice kind of synergy at the same time as I'm ready to sort of shift out of some of the day-to-day details, they're ready to really take it on and operationally run the organization. Do you have any specific advice for other remodelers who are looking to grow their business and their network? I want to meet and talk to anybody and everybody I possibly can, because it seems to me that the more people that I connect with on whatever level, wherever it is, inside the industry, outside the industry, creates a a broader network for us as an organization, us as a company. I like to spend a lot of time outside of our four walls, if I can, because it gives me so much perspective to bring back into the four walls. What's your favorite part of your job today? I'll get a phone call from somebody in the company saying, I have this hard sales call I've got to go on, or I'm trying to figure out how to have this difficult conversation with one of our employees. And we figure out how to have that difficult conversation. And I'm so lucky at this point that I'm surrounded with such smart, smart people that a lot of times it's just a sounding board or an opportunity to explore something and I can be that person. What's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned during your time in the building and remodeling industry? Back when I started my career, I was much more of a check the boxes kind of person. Let's put everything in neat little piles. How do we, you know, let's arrange things and organize things in a way that we're going to know exactly what's happening. And of course, in this business, like you just said, that doesn't necessarily happen. We will never be in a place where all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And as much as that might be something that I would have wanted at some point along the line, that's turned out to be a better opportunity than having the boxes checked for me and looking at 
the bigger picture things that get more solidified, like our values or our mission or who we want to work for or what kind of work we want to do and allowing those bigger things to kind of be the yellow lines on the side of the road that kind of keep us moving forward. In a company that's as established as FH Perry is, it can be hard to make changes to the processes. So how do you make sure that the day-to-day work still gets done while also making space for new and innovative ways of doing the work or running the company? There's always work to be done. There's a project to be built. There are plans to be reviewed. There are specifications to be created. But if we're aware enough that while we're making specifications and looking at plans and building the project, there's also this whole other layer of dynamic of how are we talking to each other to get those plans created? How is the person who did the specifications feeling about the specifications and do they have the information that they need? And if they don't, how are they gonna get the information they need? Are they afraid to ask for it? Are they open to asking for it? Is it an opportunity for them? In other words, what's the environment that we're creating for them to do their job successfully? I really try and surround myself with very talented builders because that's a piece that I need to make sure that I'm doing. We need to deliver what the industry is doing. But the coupling of the skill and the strategy and the mindset can really make for a really exciting and successful business. The big thing is go for it, do it, and do it with your own authenticity. What would have been helpful for you to have heard earlier on in your career? The person in their in their 50s is no more confident or less confident necessarily than the person who is 28. We need to be able to understand the mutuality that can get created, the dynamic, the value of each and both, and how do we then use those two perspectives to put it together into one that might be more effective. So in other words, I spent a lot of time questioning myself or having ideas in my head that I probably shut down or put away because I made assumptions that they didn't fit into a structure that I thought I saw in front of me. And I just wish that I had pulled the lid off sooner or faster or allowed myself to believe that what was coming up for me in sort of a naturally instinctual way had merit and should have been aired out. Are there any trends you've noticed regarding gender in the building and remodeling industries? What I am becoming more and more aware of is this sort of the more subtle, quiet, implicit bias. That is very scary to me. The subtlety of it keeps it quiet, keeps it in the back of your mind, even in the back of the mind of the person who may be doing it, Mm -hmm. male or female, not even aware of what is getting created by a simple statement or phrase or the turn of a back or the nod of a head or the choice of what direction you go like any of this stuff that is just happening on these subtle subtle bases i've begun to kind of be more and more aware of that and those messages and i think that that does play out i think you're right in a internal processing way that we're not even creating the opportunity for people to explore or poke at or see if there is a different option. What would you say to women who are facing this kind of subtle underlying bias and who might be looking for guidance on how to stay true to who they are while also advancing their careers? 
I just want to make sure that we're allowing young women and, and all women to take a minute to check in with the truth and just hold it separate from ourselves for a minute and just check in to see how much power it should have, you know, a statement should have or a moment should have, because I think there is something to play with there that would allow us to make a different choice or use our voice in a different way. I think it is creating enough awareness to know what your personal value system is that you want to bring into any business that you would be building. In my experience, I get so tossed up again because I never have really sort of said I'm a woman in the building industry and this is what I'm what I'm doing is something that I'm proving. But now that I'm here, I'm aware that I just kept putting one foot in front of the other. And my favorite part is about releasing the extraordinary in everybody and creating, holding that container in which people can do that. And I still get sideways glances like, really? That's really what we're going to do here? There isn't a different way we want to structure this hierarchy. Have you noticed anything different about what women tend to bring to the table in a business setting as compared to their male counterparts? I think there is something about how women manage mistakes. I think there's something about the way women want to create and give voice to the people that they are working with. And so there is a way to bring your natural and inherent talent to bear that will be fruitful and that I think actually people are really looking for and are really craving in business. I think people are tired of being called out and pointed out for failure. I think people have really important things to say and want to have a big impact on the world and that impact starts in the places that they work. I think people want to be given opportunity and want to be seen as contributors and that that is sort of a natural playing field for women and could create some really magical companies. Do you have any parting words of wisdom or comments for us? There's no magic formula. There's a lot of information out there and a lot of people who have done this for a long time use those resources. The thing I love so much about this industry is how willing we all are. We all have each other's backs and help each other out. You make that possible through the publications and the conferences. We're connected. We're so deeply connected. There's a real value system around that. And I think we could really blow that open and escalate it into a place that would make us uh, make some really amazing companies. Thanks so much, Allison for joining us. To learn more about her or FH Perry Builder, go to fhperry.com or follow the link in the show notes. Keep an eye out for our next episode featuring Lisa Carlson, Chief Communications Officer for CJC Carpentry in Wisconsin.